The gospel reading for this morning is taken from Matthew's gospel, beginning in the second chapter at the 13th verse. Matthew wrote about these things. After the scholars were gone, God's angel showed up again in Joseph's dream and commanded, get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. Stay until further notice. Herod is on the hunt for this child and wants to kill him. And Joseph obeyed. He got up, took the child and his mother under cover of darkness. And they were out of town and well on their way by daylight. They lived in Egypt until Herod's death. This Egyptian exile fulfilled what Hosea had preached. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod, when he realized that the scholars had tricked him, flew into a rage. He commanded the murder of every little boy two years old and under who lived in Bethlehem and its surrounding hills. He determined that age from the information he'd gotten from the scholars. And that's when Jeremiah's sermon was fulfilled. A sound was heard in Ramah, weeping and much lament. Rachel weeping for her children. Rachel refusing all solace, her children gone, dead and buried. And later when Herod died, God's angel appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Up, take the child and his mother and return to Israel. All those out to murder the child are dead. And Joseph obeyed. He got up, took the child and his mother and re-entered Israel. And when he heard, though, that Archelaus had succeeded his father, Herod, as king in Judea, he was afraid to go there. But then Joseph was directed in a dream to go to the hills of Galilee. And on arrival, he settled in the village of Nazareth. This move was a fulfillment of the prophetic words, he shall be called a Nazarene. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Oh God, you give us one day at a time. Long enough for laughter to follow any tears. Deep enough for prayer and silence to dance together. Time enough to help someone in need. Plenty of time to notice beauty and praise the maker. Sufficient time to build a bridge of forgiveness or tear down a wall of resentment. The right time to embrace friends, smile at strangers, play with children, and sing praise to God. We praise you. For this day we have been given. Open our minds, our hearts, our ears to your word for us this day. Amen. Well, the new year has arrived. And it now looms before us like a maze of doorways that we will choose either to open or ignore entirely. But no new year is really a great blank slate, even before January 1st. 
An old chess master commented while looking at a freshly set up chessboard for one of his master matches. He said, the mistakes are all there waiting to be made. Mistakes necessarily happen when we make choices. Well, the dramatic and disturbing text of today's gospel reading talks clearly about the sometimes life and death decisions that change the whole direction of our lives when they're made. So what if the wise men had decided to stop by and see Herod on their way home, despite the angelic travel warning that they had received? What if Joseph had decided to journey north instead of southwest, as the angel advised? What if Joseph had hidden his family in Lebanon instead of Egypt? Would salvation history have been forever altered? When Jesus returned to his homeland, would his ministry have been different if he'd been known as Jesus of Joppa instead of Jesus of Nazareth? We'll never know, for the choices were made and doors opened and other options closed. Now, Matthew's troubling story reminds us that all births bring cries. All liberation costs something. Freedom is not free. It is rather quite expensive. Sometimes when we pass through the doors of our choice, we take the chance that we will suffer for it however compassionate the motivation. Every now and then, it seems there's a story about a good Samaritan tragedy. Sometimes stopping to help someone puts the helper in more danger than the helped. The innocent do suffer. There are no completely safe choices. Just before dawn on a cold winter morning in 1849, a group of Russian criminals were led out to face a firing squad. One of them was a young man named Fyodor Dostoevsky. All of them were revolutionaries against the brutalities of Tsar Nicholas I. Several were professed atheists. All were radicals. A priest carrying a Bible and a cross accompanied them and the first three were handed white gowns and shapeless caps in order to put them on, and they were tied to posts. And the firing squad raised their rifles and took aim. Drums rolled, and at just that moment a signal came, and the rifles were lowered, and a horseman came galloping on the scene announcing a reprieve. And although the condemned men didn't know it, the whole thing had been staged, to demonstrate the mercy of the Tsar, who then had them shipped off to Siberia. One of the men who faced the squad went mad. Another went on to become one of the world's very greatest writers. That moment changed Dostoevsky's life for good. Facing the absolute certainty of death shattered all of the assumptions he had built his life on, and sent him on a new course of reclaiming the Russian Orthodox faith of his childhood. He came to see in the lives of the peasant convicts around him a divine light, 
the hardened, poor, largely illiterate peasants were people of enormous dignity and great heart. He began to see in them, all of them, the image of Christ. Our story is a story of choices. Joseph faced a night of terror as well. Faced with the choice of staying where it was comfortable and familiar or leaving for a strange land and alien people, he chose the latter based on the angelic word of warning he'd received. The wise men had to decide whether to return by the same road or to take another. In a story of two kings, we are obligated to choose to whom we will give our loyalty. Herod or Jesus. During the United Nations Year of the Child, a good deal of study was done on the condition of children all over the world. Like Jesus, millions of children are refugees who with or without families had, have had to leave their homes with just what they could wear or carry and walk hundreds of miles to escape dangerous danger only to be turned back or to find their refuge also dangerous and lacking in the basic necessities of life. Even in the United States, 18 million children go without even basic medical and dental care every year, even now. One child every minute is abused or molested, usually by a parent or a caregiver. Others are regularly reviled, called names, mocked, or otherwise psychologically abused. Many are simply neglected, left to care, left to their own devices to feed themselves, caring for one another. Sometimes they're found in cars, in alleyways, side yards, while one or both parents seek their own fun. Other parents provide a babysitter or a housekeeper while they're away, but consistently abandon their children to others in order to pursue wealth, or recreation. In short, folks, this morning, it is not the Herods alone who have been guilty of slaughtering the innocents in more primitive or brutal societies than our own. But it is just for such a capacity for brutality that Jesus needed to be born in the first place now the new year has arrived. It looms before us like a maze of doorways that we will either choose to open or ignore entirely. It is the stuff of dreams. In this is also the stuff of nightmares. May God guide our choices. Amen.